What up, Snapback fam? On this episode of the Snapback Sports Pod, we have massive stuff coming on the day you are listening of the release, 426, April 26, Monday the 26th, the Knicks take on the Suns and Tick Pick and Underdog, which this pod is presented by Underdog Fantasy, are putting on a massive show for us. TickPick is going to put us somewhere crazy at the Knicks-Suns game as they go for their 10th straight win. And Underdog is hooking us up with a crazy pick'em parlay that you can get your hands on. So just go to the app. Both codes for both apps. Just use code JACK on the podcast. Stock up, stock down. And the NFL Draft Series, the second half of the pod, we sit down with Trey Nixon, which kicks off the 2021 NFL Draft Series for this year's Snapback Pod. We have seven great guests and potentially a surprise special guest still to come. So get excited. NFL Draft is on Thursday. So much fun stuff coming. New pod. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankle! What's up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settlement. Joining me today, and as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? <clears throat> um, so, rarely ever on this podcast do we, like, get deep, right? We try and keep it lighthearted in case, like, we have to talk about something that's going on in sports. But we try and be, like, that escape from reality so people can, for 45 minutes twice a week, come to listen to us. And I just wanted to share something that I heard earlier this week that really spoke to me. <laughs> I thought I would get through this with a straight face, but I just can't. Um, I'll just play it. it. It was from this scholar. His name, He goes by the name of Mike Greenberg, uh-huh. and he had a good, uh, what's the word? Take? Soliloquy. I got you. Here we go. The cottage industry in dumping on LeBron. And for the life of me, I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. Let's analyze who LeBron is, all right? LeBron James came directly to the NBA out of high school. He came from a, a tough neighborhood and a tough background. He brought all his friends with him. He has been a, a pillar of the society. The only criticism you could possibly have of him was a slightly inartful public relations departure from Cleveland the first time around, which he has more than made amends for. Some insane number of kids in Akron are going to go to college because of LeBron James. Mm -hmm. He's done more in the community than practically any other person in our society in any walk of life. He has Mm. has never gotten into trouble, has handled himself through ridiculous criticism extraordinarily well, and he has managed to outdo the unrealistic expectations that existed on him as a high school player. So if someone wants to find a criticism with that guy, in my opinion, they really need to analyze themselves first. I mean, thoughts, questions, comments, concerns. He's just not an elite three-point shooter. Like, if you want to give (laughs) credit. The only problem with that soliloquy I had was him saying he's done more for society. I was like, all right, let's pump (laughs) it. He's not Martin Luther King. (laughs) So, Um, But my point is, it's just like, yeah, so I this tra- this this it's a meme actually that he just verbalized. Not meme, meme style, but it's a tweet or it's like on Instagram. It's the picture of him and that like with the glasses, and it's like LeBron has you know high school sweetheart, never got in trouble, right? And like yeah, no, I don't think anyone. I mean, there's some people, but that really debate like what he's done off the court combined with his on the court greatness, yeah, it's un unmatched. It's insanity. He's awesome. Thank you. Okay. 
Speaking of LeBron James, he might want to become a New York Nick in the short term. Oh, I don't stop. know. I don't know. He sends out some tweets. Knicks have future first. Bronny Jr., four years. LeBron will be a free agent. But let's be in the present. Let's Let me stop present. you there real quick. Mm-hmm. Is Bronny James like – like I know he's good. Yeah. But like where does he rank on like prospects list? Nah, he, he's gotten much better. He tours meniscus though, so he, he – Yeah, and season. will he – I mean he'll get drafted like 10 spots higher just for the <laughs> – Like potentially 40 spots higher. Right. Just because so it might come with a year exactly, of yeah, – Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like a two-for-one deal. Like who cares if he sucks? We'll get – Age 47 LeBron, it'll be sick. Right. Uh, but let's live in the present with the New York Knicks. They've won nine consecutive basketball games. Yes, they have. That is the second most this season among win streaks, only behind the Utah Jazz. They are currently the four seed, the lone four seed in the East. That's and right. what better way to celebrate the Knicks than to also celebrate our two partners on the podcast? Number Go one, on. Tick Pick. Sending me to the game tomorrow as the Knicks go for their double-digit 10th consecutive win. Use code Jack at checkout. $10 off your order. Um, Do you think CP3 will play? Because they have a matinee in Brooklyn today and a back-to-back tomorrow. CP3 has played in every single game this season. I the first time I ever tried to go see him play, I was at UT. Oh, you've never seen him play. The Clippers were playing in Houston for a playoff mm-hmm. game, so he drove up there and he sat with an injury. It was a game time decision. He ended up sitting. So I have seen him play. I saw him play last year, but it was Thunder Knicks. They won by thirty. It was a terrible game. Um, I've never like seen him. The play. fact that they're not traveling and they're in New York makes me think that he'll play. Right? Yeah, he's played and every game. Let's just pray that they win today. The Suns. <laughs> that Brooklyn loses, please. We can, um, we can talk. We can talk about that later. So, but what are your thoughts on, on the on, fact on. that I'm not done? I'm not done. We got. You want to hear soliloquies? We're not done. <laughs> listen up. Listen up. So currently sitting in the lower bowl, there may be there may be an upgrade to where my feet might be somewhere near near the hardwood. So wow, stay, stay tuned on and you've that. You've never sat on the floor, have never, you? Never been on the floor before. So tick pick, we're we're talking with them. A lot's going to be decided tomorrow. Now, one thing we do know, not hey specific- tick pick, when the Sixers stop sucking, I'm down to go courtside too. <laughs> you've been courtside though multiple times. Yeah. Flex, 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 yeah, blue check moment of the mm-hmm. week. Um, and then underdog to accompany to accompany us to the game. Is going to set some friendly lines on Emmanuel quickly and Chris Paul so that the boys can all get involved. Speaking of underdog, I have been doing a fantastic job as the head of losing. So UFC was last night, yep. and I decided I had a few, uh, what do the British call them, wallops in me. So I was feeling good. And uh, I decided to bet. Which I am by no means a betting man. Don't you ever put that that title on me. I am not a betting man. Um, but I went in with a strategy as the head of losing, and it worked out well for me in terms of losing. Every fight, I didn't look at the odds. I looked at the people. And I said, who is scarier looking? And I don't think I Masvidal's scarier than him. No, I'm talking about the undercard. Oh, uh, gotcha. Four straight L's. Wow. To st- yeah. Wow. So, that head, of, head of... Head of losing is doing his job. Prime four. At a, exactly. Yeah. And what I was going to say about the Knicks and their winning streak, like, it's cool. I'm happy for you. I'm not happy for you. Who am I kidding? But I just realized the Wizards have won seven straight. Yeah. Makes it less cool. Uh, no, it doesn't. 
because this city is ready to just but if, if we beat the two seed in the west and it's 10 straight it's gonna like things are going to be flat we were talking about it yesterday so it's now at the point where Julius Randle was playing so well in the first quarter. Shut up. All right. I mean, is this not the worst city in the world? Also the worst. The best. Julius Randle was playing so. Shut up. <laughs> like what? We're recording a podcast here. Show some damn respect. <laughs> Randle was playing so well that I wanted us to flip him for a first, like ASAP. To like beginning of February, everyone was like, "You got we we got to get Randle in the All Star game. Like he really deserves it." To now, like, this is lefty LeBron James, and he needs okay. to be in the MVP okay. race. And on... Perfect time for the honking. <laughs> I, mean, like... I, agree, I agree with the MVP race thing. <laughs> he should... He should... <laughs> Gee, it's actually getting louder. <laughs> like, what? Oh, it's so annoying. Um, so, yeah, Julius Randle should be in the MVP race. Now, Julius, how's this happen? I'm, I'm actually genuinely curious. You agree. He should be in the MVP race, right? Mm-hmm. Potentially, like, fifth now. So you've got Embiid, uh, Jokic, Steph. Harden-ish. Yeah. But, but, like, Randall, I feel like he's, right. you know, that number. No, five. I think he's right there. I do. Um, does that, we have the does conversation. that mean he's a lock for all, an all-NBA team? You know what I mean? Like, if he's fifth. He's, he's all-NBA sure. this year. Yeah. He'll be, he's considered a top 15 player That's a- this year. <laughs> <laughs> this year but you remember we had the conversation like months ago and i was like it was when julius randall was doing julius randall things just in a shorter period of time and i was like jack is there any part of you that's a little nervous that like you guys are gonna have to max him at the end of the year and you're like yeah that can't happen yeah. and now you're ready to sign sign the papers away <laughs> yeah daddy leon needs to get the fucking paperwork to <laughs> to his agent asap the guy i mean it's you can't watch him play and not be like this is current. It just it, it literally makes no sense. No sense. I was he's watching a, that. He's I was watching sniper. that Raptors. He's a sniper. It's, it's off like, the dribble, everything. They're running option screens for him and everything. He's do, taking two dribble pull ups. Like this is Julius Randle we're talking about. I don't know what in the world happened to him. I don't know. And I'm not even, like I would love to troll the Knicks, and I just can't because when I actually watch Julius Randle play it, I just. Uh, go what the fuck yeah yeah all that's right, literally so, what it is so now you, you, we've got randall and it's like all right randall's good we like he's actually good it's not a fluke like at least for the next 12 games like you can rely on julius randall being the best player on the floor which is very tough to get out um now what about the knicks in general they've won nine consecutive the four seed in the east now you at least have a sample size where you're like this isn't and and they went from winning games because they were just strapping up so now they're like scoring, shooting threes, like Yeah, no, I had a I had a friend over yesterday who's a Knicks fan who I haven't seen in a while, so we were just catching up and talking about the Knicks and we were talking about their playoff chances and he was pretty realistic with you. Like we could mess around and win a playoff series if Matt if the matchup accordingly, but like we don't really want to see we have no chance against the top three in the East. And I was like and I told him what you said and I was like, Yeah, the Knicks play with a lot of heart and effort and that'll come back to probably bite them. And then he said something, and this is where I stopped him. He said, I don't know, man. The Knicks have some good players. And I go, whoa, 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 whoa. They have a good player. No, but that's the thing. That's the thing. That's like the roster is bad. No, but that's the thing. The roster, if you individually pick one of these guys, like all, it's almost like, like small ball or Billy Bean, like money ball right now. It's like in their role, like Reggie Bullock needs to shoot threes, and he's shooting threes. 
Alec Burks needs to come. Derek Rose is like MVP D Rose. RJ Barrett is developing into a twenty a night guy. Yeah, New Derek Rose Noel who went the for best. Dennis Smith and a second rounder. Pistons fake franchise. Well, it's like the best shot blocker at the rim in the league right now. Where do you think he learned that? Yeah, exactly. So now I'm like, could, like, I don't know. Are the Knicks good? Like, I'm no, starting to think they're no, good. No, 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 no. I, I, I said to you. But I'm saying it's you not win weak a playoff East, series. But it's not weak East anymore. Like, before it was like these teams. Like, the Celtics are playing good basketball. Like, the Heat are playing mediocre basketball. Like, the Knicks might just how, be good. How about this? How about this? For the first time ever, ready for this, Jack? This is a legitimate compliment when I say that this, and it usually isn't. The Knicks are cuties. <laughs> They've officially arrived at the conversation where they can be cute. Wow. Right? What a win for New York City. Right? They're no, taking the regular season yet. seriously. Not they're yet. balling out. Not yet. And they're, they're stacking together wins. Not yet. And I'll tell you, this was the final leg of, of the long soliloquy. The reason we need to beat the Suns is so that someone big time, ESPN, maybe a Bleacher Report, goes on national TNT, national television, and it says, says the Knicks can make a run. Yeah, the Knicks can beat whatever. Because right now, still no one thinks we could do anything more than win a playoff series, which you can't be cuties if that's the expectation. And it's just realistic. But beat the Suns, win 10 in a row, like thrash the Suns or something. And then like, whatever. And then the Nets are, yeah, so... The Knicks, though. Tick pick, maybe on the floor. Underdog, free money tomorrow. Stay tuned in the app or on Monday. Stock up, stock down. Baseball. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why is baseball, like, having a a moment in the sun right now? Why is it on your timeline? Dude, Tatis is just a gift from God. Did you see the little clip? So he he homers off Bauer. He essentially looked down at the catcher and kind of knew what was coming, and then him and Bauer are going back and forth. He hit the homer to lead off the game. He covers his eye, does a little spin around the bases. He's trolling Trevor Bauer. He's like cha-cha sliding to the plate. I actually think like Trevor Bauer and Tatis, not on the home run aspect of it, but like on the back and forth having fun on Twitter are like actually like coordinating with each other. Yeah, yeah, Like trying to build the game because those are kind of the two biggest faces in terms of trying to grow the game. Like baseball was on your timeline today. Crazy. On your timeline. And it's fun. It is Did fun. When the pettiness gets Bauer involved. Said? Did you see what Bauer said? In his he said next here? time, like, you want to – oh, yeah, no. yeah. He, he likes that people yeah, celebrate. Yeah, Of course so he should. They, they asked him because, I mean, Tati's <laughs> – he celebrates, celebrates. You know, yeah, like, yeah. he's not like a bat flip. Like, he's bat flip, cha-cha, slide, wink, taunt, all that. And Bauer was like, good. Like, How can that. we get – so there's no technical fouls in baseball. You can get ejected. How can we incorporate, like, end zone celebrations to home runs? Would it be when you cross the plate, then you can do, like, the row the boat or something, or yeah. moon moon the pitcher or ben, something like that? Was it Ben Porter or someone was like, I saw someone in baseball Twitter was like, if someone hits a home run, stop the game, bring out a flag, let them play it on home plate, like, do a whole friggin' thing. So. Do something. But baseball, yeah. good for you, baseball. Yeah. It is April 25th, and we're talking about you. Yeah, that's so, huge. Congrats to baseball. You know, wait, wait, you know MLB The Show came out on Xbox? Yeah, I think I gotta I, get that. I was gonna say, I feel like we should, like, that's a game, you're not a huge gamer, but like. I used to love the show the on show. PSP and stuff. I mean, we the used best. to crush that at Go. Yeah, yeah. How many people do you think listening to this, like, 
know what a PSP is. I don't Eagleson, know. Eagleson, do you know what a PSP is? Right yeah, in the chat. He, right in the PlayStation chat. PlayStation Portable. Oh, he does. He does. Play, PSP was the GOAT. <laughs> it was. Um, but my first stock up, spinning. And I'm not talking about those little workout bikes, you little girls. Um, so, as everyone's aware, the Sixers are hmm, in shambles, maybe? <laughs> Lost four straight. Listen, the injury bug hit us at the wrong time. Yada, yada, yada. Joel has been out a few games. Ben's been out with God knows what illness. Uh, but we lost to the Bucks twice yesterday by 40. Actually, yesterday I'm watching the game. My buddy's on the way to the apartment. I was like, what's your ETA? Because we're kind of mounting a comeback here. After I sent that text, 22-0 run <laughs> from the Bucks. 22-0 run. Uh, we lost by like 36 or something. However, riddle me this, Jack. Cuties. Don't lose four straight in the regular season. True or false? Cuties don't lose four straight. Because they take it seriously. <laughs> Therefore, the Sixers are not cuties. They're a two seed right or now. We're a bad team. You're just saying we're a bad team? I, I'm saying or. Like, there's there's teams that lose four in a row. Shut up. Um, but I think that this losing streak blows obviously and am i starting to get nervous about this one seed maybe but i won't let you i won't let you see yeah i was gonna say based off your text messages you are more confident than ever well no i tweeted the 76ers are fine and then i quote retweeted my own tweet and said cry for help without crying for help (laughs) um so that's kind of where i'm at right now truthfully though i do think we end up getting the one seed with our last 12 games i think we can make up one game over brooklyn could you imagine like how classic me would it be through this entire season? I've just been on cloud nine with the Sixers in the last two weeks of the season. Like we end up being the three, uh, and like I, Brooklyn's I the two and Milwaukee's the one. No, no, no. I think I think even better, more like peak. You would be you land two, and then don't make it to the conference finals and lose to Giannis. I mean that would be if I don't see, Andrew Holiday. If, if Andrew I don't, Holiday. If, if they don't go to the conference finals, dude. I yeah, don't know. That's what I'm I, I, I do think we get the one seed. And I've determined Speaking no matter what. existence, baby. Yes, that's 2021. Yes, yes. And I've determined no matter what, if the Sixers do get the one seed, they'll they'll see the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Bucks are going to beat the Nets. Okay. Well, well let's Speaking see how. existence, 2021. Yeah, yeah. Let's see how it all plays out. But, uh, yeah. Dire, I mean, in like you said, it's April twenty fifth. We're talking baseball. We're also talking Knicks nine game win streak and a Sixers four game losing streak. What a not year! My, not my week. <laughs> what a year! <laughs> not my Stock week. Stock up number two for me. More baseball. Jacob Degrom. Wow. Oh, I mean, oh. this guy is fifty five Ks through his first five starts or something. I think yeah. Uh, he, is he has just two like, RBIs, one earned run allowed this year. That's just like wild. Yeah. He. Um, he I mean, he went complete game shutout, two hits, 15K the other night with an RBI. He'll still do He'll do this throughout the entire season, and he'll still end up like 10-6 and six on the year just because of how many no decisions. Like, the Mets are just classic waste the Grom days. Yeah, this and is it, Felix Hernandez, like 2.0. Yeah, it, it's, it's amazing. But Jack, double baseball. I mean, this DeGrom guy is crazy. Like, so, how is he so much better than every other pitcher, though? He's well. I mean, there's Garrett Cole. No, 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 no. No, the guy's nasty. Don't get me wrong. But hey, you and I are going to LA in a few weeks, doing a little vacay. 
Why don't you bring your mitt? Have a little long toss on the beach if you're and in then, your baseball and then hit bag. A, hit a low hit a Dodgers game and hopefully hit. Bowers on the bump. But look at you, baseball guy. Love it. My second stock up is self-awareness, and it's coming out of Minnesota. Anthony Edwards was asked why the Timberwolves have been playing better in the fourth quarters recently compared to the beginning of the season. His answer, you ask? I was on the bench back then. <laughs> like, this kid it, it will probably waste his career away in Minnesota unless he, like, leaves to go sign somewhere else. But he's great. Yeah. Like, he's, I don't know great. how you, other than lying about the fact that he doesn't know A-Rod, which I'll go to my grave that that's a lie. Um, he's just amazing. And the fact that he just has the balls to say that, has the balls to say if he trained for a month or something, he could throw 100 miles an hour. I'm like, my dude, that's not how that works. <laughs> Love Anthony Edwards. Yeah, the only, the only, I mean, I could hate Ant for his comments about RJ, but it just it sparked a nine game. What were those? When we we actually, oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah how yeah. they wanted him to shoot the ball. Yeah, and then since then, well, I, I mean, he missed. Uh, he did miss. Yeah, so he was right in that scenario. Yeah. Stock down number one, Tottenham. Come on, you spaz. I mean, these guys just can't win a trophy for for God's sakes. Didn't they just, like, sack their manager and then hire this new guy who's, like, went all-time winningest or something? Or no. sack that guy? <laughs> All right. So the, the transgression is they go to the Champions League final. This is peak Tottenham. And then um, what was his name? Oh, my God. He's the PSG coach now. Wow. I'm having a crazy bark. You're asking so me. They, so then he, he has a rough start to the next season. They sack him. Then Mourinho, who's this legendary coach, comes in. Who likes to park the bus, which means play a lot of defense I, and counterattack. Don't, don't for the people, for the for people, me. for the people. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, and he's just like washed up as a manager, but took Tottenham to the League Cup final, and then they fire him two weeks before. The new manager, twenty nine years old, youngest manager ever, which is pretty cool. Ryan Mason, former player for Tottenham, comes in. And just, like, had no strategy today whatsoever. Yeah, so we all know the extent of my Tottenham fandom, which I have to have a club, right? I have England. I don't support U.S. soccer. I support England. And I, and I support Tottenham because I have your brother's T-shirt. Um, and I, I, like, make jokes in my group because I have, I have some friends who are, like, actual footheads, as I like to call them. And one of them is a uh, – he's a Liverpool fan, big time. And I got a text this morning. Obviously, you texted me to bet on Tottenham. Thanks for that. And – uh I guess I shouldn't have bet on Tottenham while wearing a Man City like colored shirt, but that's mm. another story. Um, I got a text from him. I didn't watch a second of the game, and it said, in quotes, come on, you Spurs, end quote. And then it said, you bitch. And I figured, <laughs> I guess how this game went. Because I had like 70 texts from you and a group and other people. I wasn't paying attention to the game. And then I was just like... I think I just said Tottenham till I die, not knowing what, <laughs> not knowing what happened. And then he's like... He called us essentially like a piss poor club and said Harry Kane's leaving. Is that cap? No, that it's 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 one of those. Um, it's kind of he, like he's unhappy type deal. It's like no, he's not. He's actually he is Tottenham till he dies, and that's the problem. It's it's actually very similar to LeBron. Not obviously, he's not the best player in the world, but or he's not the club is in Akron ecology. I gotcha. The the club isn't doing everything they can to surround him so that he can be elevated to win a title. So like he should move on. And it's so Harry to Kane point. like twenty eighteen. Joel Embiid got it. Sure. Mm -hmm. Nice. Oh, it's my turn. 
Stock down. Cap hell. Fake. So fake. Oh, I've, we got to talk about That's it. That's what we'll do it right now. So yeah. the your, your Ravens traded their boy Orlando Brown to the Chiefs. I was told like months ago the Chiefs were in cap hell and all this stuff. And like when they cut Eric Fisher and that other guy, whatever, whatever his name was, you were mm-hmm. like, it's starting to come out. That Mahomes contract. They upgraded their <laughs> offensive line. They ended up with, with Kyle more Long, than just two players. Kyle Long, Orlando Brown. I, I don't know who else. Joe Thune was like yeah. the highest. And I was player. like, and I was like, I was told the the Eagles were in cap hell, and like they're like kind of. I mean, we're not good. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. This, but like, we didn't have to make any drastic like personnel decisions. Like, it, we're fine. You could just move around contracts. And I was told the Chiefs are like screwed by you and others, and they got better. So, my early pick to win the Super Bowl is the Chiefs. Yeah, cap of the week belongs to the salary cap because yeah. it just cap does not. Cap. Yeah, it just does not exist. Which I'm okay with that take from you. I'm starting to think maybe the Ravens championship window with Lamar Jackson could be opening up for longer than 365 days, based on the salary cap being fake. Maybe I'm wrong all along. Maybe I'm wrong all along. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the trade real quick. What did What did you think about it? I, I legitimately thought, because there were reports that, what was the deal? He didn't want to play tackle or right tackle or he, something? He wants to play left tackle so he can get paid like one. Right. And now that the Chiefs are going to pay, he'll probably be one of the highest paid. I mean, the thing with the Chiefs was they had the 31st pick. You're not getting, like, when you have a team like you have in the Chiefs right now, you're not getting any tackle there that's going to make an impact like, a, like an all-pro in Orlando Brown. So I think it was a no-brainer for the Chiefs to make this move. I actually think the Ravens got a good haul. For a guy that wasn't going to be on the team in the long run, who you guys weren't going to pay left tackle money to, you guys have to pay Lamar. You ended up getting a first, a second, like a future, whatever. I forget what it was. I think the only – I like the deal for both sides. I really do. I think it only kind of stings that the Chiefs win is because you traded them to the Chiefs. Right. <laughs> which just yeah. blows. It, yeah, it was, it was a fair trade all around. But it, like you said, it's just too Kansas City. Who's yeah. been kind of, the, but yeah. I, so for the cap hell thing, Orlando is still on a very cheap contract. So my question is, will they pay him, or yeah, did they really just rent him for a year? No, I'll, I'll bet you they pay him before the season starts. Then I, I don't think you don't you don't make that move and trade away your first round pick unless they you didn't know you're going to lock mo- this guy up. But that's the thing, though. Like, and that's why that's why I was kind of upset with the deal as a whole. Which was like Orlando Brown was willing to play out the year at right tackle. He didn't want to. And he's not going to re-sign his left tackle. And we gave Ronnie Stanley. So we knew he would not be there. But I just feel like you got to go for it at some point. The move makes logical sense, right? Like Mm -hmm. you said, we weren't going to keep him. He's going to leave. And, you you know, to get a first for him, that's solid. You draft him. It was a third round pick. The sooner you trade him, the more you get. Exactly. But, like, now you don't have him on the team. Right. And so, right? So it's like. Yeah, you can make that, but at some point you got to go for it. And then the Ravens didn't sign anyone big wide receiver free agency. They didn't. You, you got know. Sammy Watkins, I thought. We did get Watkins. But it's like, um, like, what are we? You know, it's always trying to maneuver, and it's like at some point just go for it. And I thought this was the year that we should, but I, I do trust the Ravens GMs. At the end of the day, they know they know what they're doing. Must so. be nice. Yeah. Speaking uh, of which. My second stock down is the NFL draft and the hype around it. 
So it's no secret to anyone that my football season last year as a fan mm, sucked, right? I had expectations. We were in the media every day for bad reasons, the Eagles, and we won four games. Four games. Nah, I, you didn't win four games last year. Yeah, we did. You won more than that. I think we went four, eleven, and one. Nah, I'm telling you, dude. It was <laughs> you only bad. won four football games exactly. last season. I think so. Yeah, that's nah. I, I don't think know. it's five. Eagles in fact check. Whatever. My point is, I sat through that misery last year, and I'm excited for the draft for reasons like we got a big things coming this week with the pod trade next on the end of this. But, like, I sat through that bullshit of a season next year, last year, and we're picking 12th. Like, it's like... Well, you traded back. Yeah, which blows, honestly. It's just like, because at 6, and I'm not saying the deal's bad. It's just like, for me, it's like being in that top 6 pick for the draft. Like, knowing that we're getting a, a Pitts, a Sewell, a Chase, a, uh, a Waddle, Smitty. Smitty, something like that. Just like, alright, like... It is nearly impossible to fuck this up. And now, I don't know about that. You were guaranteed, essentially, a surefire prospect at all pro potential at the sixth pick. And I think I saw a tweet, like, the amount of, since the 1970s, the amount of X amount of players that have gone to the Hall of Fame based off um, what pick they were drafted. It was, like, I don't know, nine from the sixth pick and, like, two from the twelfth pick. And now it's, like... Okay, all the surefire guys are going to be gone by 12, and there's still going to be great players that fall that are still available, but it's a crapshoot. And I sat through all that bullshit last year, and now I can't even get excited about, like, knowing that we're, for a fact, we're going to get a stud. And the fact that now. Did you get Miami's first for next season, though? Somebody's first. Yeah, we got got an extra first. Oh, so so that's a top five pick next year. Good call. Um, yeah, next year's three first and seventy million caps oh, on the back. But um, yeah, it's just like now I, Howie Roseman has more opportunity to mess this up, and it's just like, like now my Thursday could be ruined. You know, just like I I can't get excited for the twelfth pick. I really can't. <laughs> can't believe you guys won four games, and I can't believe how deep into December you were still talking about the Eagles potentially making the playoffs, and you won four football games. Pretty cool. That's nuts. That's that pretty cool. Nuts. I think we won eleven or twelve, something like that. Um, no, neither of us got a Super Bowl, so who yeah, really won? Us. Um, stock down number two, idiots. Mm. Yeah, NFL draft related. Uh, there's an idiot out there who said on television, which is another reason why I literally despise everyone who goes on national television. The Ravens should trade their two first to move up and pick Justin Fields. That was Amen. someone said that on the television, paid to speak, and then said that. That's pretty. That would be cool. That, that is be, among Fields, the Dobbins. I don't know, man. That was a good Ohio State team. I think he's got a leg to stand on. How here. do you get away with that? Well, you just watch Lamar's tape. You know, it's pretty simple. You just watch him throw outside the numbers, and it's like, oh, well, Justin Fields is pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of that. I was going to say, if Fields dropped to 12, you guys should take him. Sure. Fuck it. (laughs) Like, Like, I don't think people in Philly even, like, I'm talking like the management, actually think that Hurts is, like, the guy. Like, maybe he could. The thing is, nobody knows. It was such a small sample size, and it was so, like, 
flashes of really good and then flashes of bad, but then the team around him was bad. It was just a weird but situation all is, in general. My point is, if you actually do have a chance to take a shot on another franchise quarterback, like I think this is a rare case where like having both of them could be a good situation. I think that the reason the Eagles traded back was to do that for next year. Now they're loaded with three first-round picks right. next year. They can give Hurts the keys this year and say, we'll find out. Which is kind of like, think about, like, he's going to get judged off. He, if he, say, he misses two games next year, just to, like, put that into handicap, he's going to be judged off freaking 20 games of his career, and that's going to define him. And then someone will sign him, and it'll probably be fire. But I, I don't think the Eagles, and that was the nerve-wracking part about being at six, was, oh, no, they might take a quarterback. <laughs> now I don't think that happens at 12. I might have just jinxed it, but... I, I think I don't, that would be good. I, I think the trade back was indicative that even though Mr. Rock, Paper, Scissors head coach Brett Brown with a visor said Joe's in there to compete. That's what Joe, I'm saying. Joe's in there to compete with Jalen. And, uh, yeah, I just – I don't see us taking the quarterback. But I will never put anything behind that idiot Howie Roseman. Okay. So. Well, I am excited for the NFL draft because we talked to seven lovely young men so far. Uh, the Charles. back half, the back half of this podcast will be Trey Nixon. He was super fun. Landon Young, Quinn, Kenny Yaboa, Evan McPherson. Go ahead, try Charles and pronounce Snow- his last name. Miners, Miners, yeah. Just because I uh, told you, Charles Snowden and Jonathan Marshall, and maybe a surprise coming. Um, but we haven't recorded that one yet, so stay tuned. But NFL draft series will be dropping this week, starting at uh, the second half of this podcast. So I'm pretty pumped about that. It was I'm fun. It, it was a lot. It's of like fun. the surprising, like because we have to block off like hours on our schedule, then do all the editing and the posting and all that stuff. It's like it's a whole thing, and it's in this short period of time. But then, like when you get into the interview with these guys every year, I'm like reminded, like these are so fun, you know? Yeah, so, so they're talking to, and it's actually like degrading to me the fact that like I'm enjoying talking, and then I realized I was like. This fucking guy's 20 years old. <laughs> and I'm 25. Like, when don't did that yourself. happen? Yeah, don't age yourself. But I do think, based off our conversations with them, that because we, we had something like 18 guys last year. We cut it down this year. But not a single one got drafted to one of our squads. You think we got it this year? I feel like, I don't Trey know. Trey Nixon I, could look good in purple. Trey Nixon. I like Kenny Yaboa potentially for the Ravens. I like Quinn. He said he's working out with the Ravens guys. The Eagles have the apparently Eagles. expressed the most interest in Quinn. Yeah, so, so I'm feeling good that we're going to hit on one of the Snowden. We need a we need an edge guy. Maybe um, maybe the surprise special guest. The one, the one guy I know that will not be a Raven is Evan McPherson. It has nothing to do with how good he is. It's just I feel like we have that position filled. How about that conversation with Evan McPherson? It'll drop later in the week, but just like the most serious conversation we've ever had on this podcast. Kicking, just literally rotate, genuine revo- questions. When he said, I take revolutions off the ball. I didn't know what that meant. That was sick. That was yeah. sick. All right. Well, stay tuned. NFL Draft Series coming all week long for the NFL Draft on Thursday. And then a massive underdog event next Monday. Stay tuned for that announcement about an announcement eagleson hop in here from your police state tell them turn off the uh the bugs that's going on in canada right now yeah so it's still very much a police state 
And in the news, so I guess for those of you that don't know, we're in our third wave of COVID lockdowns. And in the middle of this third one. Third time's a charm. I like, we're just in the middle of this. And then I see in the news, if we don't control these variants, you might have a fourth wave and be locked nice. down some more. So that would be awesome. Summer will be fun. Oh, I would really like to enjoy looking at the sun from my window. <laughs> You're allowed out of the house, though, right? They're, well, they, the government said the police are allowed to, like, fully stop people from being outside and, like, ask them, like, what are you doing? Like, where are you going type thing. But all the police, like, themselves said, okay, no, we're not doing that because that's kind of ridiculous. Has Canada ever been in a war? Yes. Like you've never heard of it. We, we've actually never really? lost a war. Wow, yep. undefeated. Yep, undefeated. Nice. How do you win wars? Well, we don't have to get into this. <laughs> We're two-time world champs. Yeah, we are two-time world champs. We, we beat um, you guys, didn't we? Once. Maybe, yeah. No, we're we're we, we covered back. though. Oh. We're like we're like title contenders. We're like it's not we're not like Mayweather perfect uh, record. It's just like we go for the big belt type of thing. Yeah. Who would have thought that Canada's in shambles? Why don't you guys just get your shit together like we do? Yeah. No, if I think I feel like when we introduced this segment about a year ago, we isn't that crazy, Abe, that mm-hmm. Eagleson has been with us for a year? Um, I feel like we were trying to make a move up there, and now look at the turntables. You're not allowed here. <laughs> I'm I'm right, really not. Tell, tell us what happens <laughs> in school. So I've okay. So let's take it back a little bit. We all made New Year's resolutions, right? And mine was to have my average above 80. So I've gotten my final course mark for business. Do you guys want to take a guess? You told us. No, no that was for my final test. <clears throat> oh, this is for your follow-up. Like, it's like the Considering course mark. You got a 98 on the final, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 96, 98. 98. I'm just going to pull it out of my ass and say the final is worth 20% of your grade or something like that. You got a 94 in the class. Mm. I was going to go It's not it's 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 not it's not worth uh, 20. Uh, it's not what? It's not worth 20%. It's like 15, I think. That. Whatever. I just <laughs> made that up. So, do you get a number or it's just a grade? No, we get a percentage, a number, yeah. All right. I'm saying 89. I'm going to say 92. You just said 94. <laughs> yeah, I changed my mind. Who's the guy's right. my podcast? Jack, you're right. It was 89. That blows. <laughs> <laughs> Just being honest. Just have to right. <laughs> Congrats, is that a minus or an A? That's an A, that's an a plus that, in Canada. That's an A minus, I think. Yeah. Okay. Dude, <laughs> if right. we had your grading system, I would have went to freaking uh, Harvard. No. I actually think to... I actually think that if I went back to high school now as my twenty five year old self. So in high school I didn't do anything. I didn't study. I did my homework. Like sometimes in lunch before, sometimes in class as the teacher's going around. I just knew what I had to do to get it done at the bare minimum, and I did that. I think if I went back to high school now as a 25-year-old and did freshman to senior year, every class, took the SATs, everything, I could get into Harvard. I'm a 25-year-old sitting in high school. I think I can, knowing how the system... Billy Madison. Yeah. Having an idea of how the system works, like what you need to do, what you don't need to do. I didn't learn how to study until college. I never studied until college. Um, I legitimately think if I put my mind to it, I could get into eh, Harvard stuff. Um, I was going to say, I don't think you'd hit the SAT score. Yeah. 
No offense. I just don't yeah. think we're okay. that smart. That's fair. <laughs> no, no, that, that, trust me, that's more than valid. Um, if you take away the SAT aspect of it, which I don't even know if like it's that really a big deal anymore. I don't know how kids get – I think I can go to Harvard in some Billy Madison shit. So, all right. I've, I've actually thought about this before because my brother is – he was An held idiot. back and he was not held back technically, pre-first. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> um, but he – his senior year of high school was like 19 and he was really good at soccer – and I'm like, but you're, you know, a full year older than everyone else. Right. And like in that, at that age, that makes it a makes a huge difference. difference. You're more mature. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. Look at Zion's jump from year one have, to year two. Have you ever seen the the um, what's Gladwell book about the hockey kids, Eagleson? I don't believe so. This is like one of the most mind blowing statistics. You don't read, do you, Eagleson? I read in English class. <laughs> so so Gladwell, so whatever. He it's called Outliers and. It's actually one of the opening segments of the book, but it's something like 93% of the Canadian hockey uh, national team was born from like oh, February. I, I think I've actually seen that stat before. You've yeah. seen the yeah. stat, yeah. I'm sure, because that was the cutoff. Mm-hmm. And so it was like they were always older. Th- and like there's no one who's right yeah. bo- like in month 11 of it because it just made a massive difference. And then it kind of um, – it. oh, my God. my I think my brain's broken. What's Snowballed? the word? Yeah, snowball. But what's the uh, word where like interest, and then it goes, and it uh, it's like the seventh wonder of the world. They call it compounding interest. Ah. It compounds on itself. Yeah, it took me a while to get there. <laughs> and it's like you know they weren't that good at eleven, so then they fall off, and like yep. these kids keep going. Whatever. Um, that was all fine and dandy. So you think in Harvard? So what I was going to ask you was, do you think you'd have a better chance of going Ivy League at twenty five, uh-huh. or? playing varsity basketball because now you're you know much bigger faster stronger than the majority of the kids and going like have D1. you seen these high school kids nowadays i'm not saying you would be like kentucky no i i like my chances better at school. going to harvard just because like basketball is dependent on different things like like but i know i went through high school already and I know what you have to do and all this stuff that I can just understand how the system works, scheme it to my best ability, which is what I thrive at, and just get into I wouldn't say I'll say Ivy League in general. Yeah. Maybe Dartmouth. Part, part Where's of Dartmouth? It? Uh in New York, I believe. No way. No yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that it's similar to the basketball thing though, Abe, where it's just like there's people who are even at eighteen probably smarter. You, you just than talk now. off out of your ass. Dartmouth's in New Hampshire. <clears throat> is it yes very close to new york cornell's in new york i know that um what it, how do you scheme the system uh that'll cost you all right i give a i can give scheming 101 for four equal payments of 29.29 uh eagleson any last thoughts i got nothing this place sucks all right Abe. this one sucks too they're on sixers on a four game losing streak <laughs> it's gray outside um, the birds not, stop chirping. Birds stop chirping. I'm still not wearing pants. That's awesome about it. Uh, my final thoughts. Go next. Snapback fam. Much love. Peace. What up, fam? We are back. NFL Draft Series. This time, we've got a special 
wide receiver. It's Trey Nixon from UCF. What's going on, man? How are you? Man, I'm good. Uh, glad you guys have me on the show. I appreciate it. No, we're excited to welcome you to the Snapback fam. Uh, so how's this been, this process? It's a new year, uh, at least draft process-wise. What do you think about it? Man, it's been, a, you know, it's been a crazy process. It's a, you know, once-in-a-lifetime experience. It's been, a, you know, a blessing nonetheless. And, you know, I'm just taking it kind of day by day. But, you know, like I said, it's a crazy, you know, one heck of experience for sure. It's awesome. I mean, it's great that just, like, this is life-changing stuff. Does that make you nervous? It make you excited? Like, what are the emotions? This has got to be the craziest. I mean, this is going to be the craziest moment of your life, I would assume. Man, it's all the emotions in the world, to be honest with you. You know, excited, you know, anxious, you know, just ready to see, you know, where you end up. You know, like I said, you know, this process really, you know, you got to have a good group of people to lean on, you know, to keep you sane because, you know, like you said, man, it's a, it's a roller coaster of emotions. And you got the girlfriend keeping you sane. Because she drives me, mine drives me insane. So yeah, I was about to say, you don't <laughs> talk about Trey's girl. <laughs> I'm like happy for you, but uh, yeah. wow, that's awesome. So Trey, I got a question. So, so help me understand this process. So, are you talking directly, essentially, to all 32 teams in some capacity? So essentially, you get like you know a group of teams that, of course, are interested. You know, you mm-hmm. can talk to. Sometimes there'll be a scout, you know, getting background information on you. And, you know, sometimes it'll be a coach, you know, asking, you know, getting you on the film, you know, watching and filming yourself or, you know, some of the plays kind of trying to test you. So, you know, I haven't talked to all 32 teams. I probably, you know, talked to, I think, around, you know, 16 to 17, so probably half of the teams. And, you know, it's just like I said, it's a unique, unique experience for real. You know, you'll never you'll get tested with plays, tested with, you know, background information. It's all types of stuff. Yeah, I'm interested in how they test you because I don't know if we told you before. Jack's from Baltimore. He's a Ravens fan. I'm from Philly. I'm an Eagles fan, um, diehard Eagles fan, essentially. So today I'm watching Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni's press conference to leading up to the draft just because I'm just keeping myself updated, yada, yada, yada. And I'm curious, did you get a chance to meet with the Eagles at all? I have not met with the Eagles. Uh, I did. Ravens, but uh, I have not met with the Eagles. Did you see what they, did you see what happened with the Eagles today? What they said about their draft process? Yeah. Hurts, man. Was it was it? No, about- no, I wasn't going to say that. So <laughs> th- there was a quote from our head coach today, and maybe you'll give me an idea of this. Actually, can tell somebody's competitiveness, yep. but essentially, what head coach Nick Sirianni of the Philadelphia Eagles said was he would play games with potential draft prospects such as yourself or other people, like rock paper scissors. And then he would talk shit to someone like yourself and rock, paper, scissors and get an idea if you talk smack back to, to understand your competitive, competitiveness level. Now, yeah. me as a bystander, just as an Eagles fan, I took that quote and I was like, holy shit, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. If a head, co- if a head coach was like, all right, RPS, and he started talking smack to him, is that a weird position to be in? It's like, do I talk smack back? Like, it's just RPS? Like... What's going on here? Because to me, that is out of this world. Mm-hmm. You know, it is. And I feel like each team has their own way of kind of getting, like, psychologically how you think and, you know, how you react. You know, I got the – you know, I'm blessed to have friends like, you know, DK and Gabe who are in the NFL now. And they kind of told me, you know, some teams will just throw a complete curveball at you. You know, they'll probably just, you know, talk about anything but football. So, you know, I've never gotten a rock, paper, scissors thing. I promise you, if he, if he came to me with rock, paper, scissors, you know, I'm talking right back to him for <laughs> there sure. There you go. Um, what's your go-to what's your go-to rock paper or scissors it depends on who i'm playing you know I'm if I, say, yeah it's an in the moment type thing but i'm curious you don't have to let us know the team 
But is there one question that you got from a team or something they asked of you where you were just like, this is so weird, but I'm just going to go with the flow. Is there one thing that sticks out through the, throughout this process? Oh, not, not really too abnormal. I mean, there was sometimes there was questions like, you know, when's the last time you've been in a fist fight or like, uh, who is it with? Like, where at? And I'm just kind of like, you know, what does this have to do with, with you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's weird questions like that, but nothing abnormal where I like out of the, but that's probably like. The- well, yeah. Cause you had two years ago, Pete Carroll bringing DK into his office with the, with his shirt off. <laughs> Well, I was going to say one of the questions Abe and I had prepped to get you, I guess, prepped for that question. Do you think you could beat up Jake Paul? I believe I can. I believe I can take him. That's what I'm saying. So we had this conversation the other night because we had a guest on. um, He's a pop artist. His name's Quinn 92. uh, And he tweeted out, if I knew how to fight, I'm pretty sure I could kick the shit out of Jake Paul. And I was like, bet, like me too. If I knew how to fight... I mean, I'm not your your size. Maybe I'm still growing. Maybe I'm not at age 25. But I'm like, if I knew how to fight, like I could take Jake Paul. So that's uh-huh. something. If Jack and I were running an organization, that's something that we would ask our our potential draft picks. No doubt. And I'm in the same boat. You give me three months or however long to train, you know, I can take him for sure. There we go. All right. Fair go. enough. Now I need to know selfishly. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> Obviously, it'd be great. Blessed. Yeah, you know, we know the whole thing. It's it's an amazing opportunity to play in the NFL. But what do you buy into this uh, wide receivers don't want to play in Baltimore thing because of Lamar? No, I mean I feel like Baltimore is a is a great place to be. You know, if anything, Lamar is such a unique quarterback to where he can extend plays. And as a receiver, that's like a receiver's dream. You know, it turns into backyard football at that point. Like, I know everybody who played with Johnny Menzel was like, I love this dude because he can make the uh, broken play into a 80-yard game. So I feel like playing with someone like Lamar Jackson is a, is a blessing. I feel like a lot of any receiver, and he's young too, man. Like, that's a dude that can only get better. You know, the sky's the limit. Right. That's, that's true. Was, was there a uh, – was there a, did you grow up a fan of the NFL? I guess we'll start with that. Was, did you have a team growing up that you would support? I know you're from Florida. Yeah, it's crazy. It's the Ravens. You know, my dad, uh, living with my dad, he was a big Ravens fan, you know, when they had Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, all those guys, you know, so I grew up as a Ravens fan. Now, granted, once I got to college, I ain't watched that much, you know, the NFL, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, that's kind of the team. That's the thing team grew up. Is there a player that you grew up watching that you try to emulate your game after? Oh, um, I would say probably uh, Doug Baldwin. I love, love his game. Oh. Um, Guys that are really shifty at the line of scrimmage, you know, not the biggest guys, but, you know, really are shifty and quick. You know, Doug Baldwin, Julian Edelman. I like Devontae Adams' release. So, like, there's probably not no guy that I really just want to model my game after. But, you know, I'm the type of guy that if I see something on TV or I see, like, on a video that I like, I'm going to try and bring that into my game. So Saying you like Devontae Adams' release is like saying I like what male models look like. I mean, who doesn't, you know? <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Everybody. <laughs> So, so what do you do off the field besides football and hang out with your girl in Florida? No, I'm a, I'm a homebody, man. You know, I like to play the video game. Uh, I play, you know, Call of Duty Madden. I like watching, you know, Netflix. I just got into this one. Uh, so I've never watched anime before, but I watched this one show called uh, Attack on Titans. And it's actually, you know, pretty, it's different, but it's kind of unique. So, you know, I just like chilling at the house, you know, relaxing, of course, you know, with my girl now. So, you know, we just do everything you, together. You want good anime? Avatar: The Last Airbender. Obviously, everyone's heard about it. Is a top oh, wow. show of top show of all time. Me and my buddies oh, yeah. rewatched it senior year of college as a cartoon. It's 
even like I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of an anime show, but yeah. it's just one of the best shows I've ever seen. So once you're done with that show, you're going now. Maybe rerun Avatar: The Last Airbender. No, I'm good. It's crazy because as a kid, we probably don't even understand or appreciate how good that show really was. The character you- development, <laughs> stuff like that, the little things that people don't care about. It's, I, I know. I'm just embarrassed, but also this is why I love this podcast because we hate talking football. We love talking about random shit, but now we're talking about anime. So, you know, that's the thing, Trey. That's, and that's another question. When you, when you're going throughout this process, are you looking at like the web, the websites, like positives and negatives, like where you're, because Jack and I like to evaluate players on shit that has nothing to do with football. For instance, Justin Herbert came out last year, unbelievable start, cut his hair, saw his new haircut, and I was like, you know what? I was all in on him. That's that 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 ain't it. But I'm curious <laughs> if you if you read the reviews on your draft stock and are just like essentially laugh at them just because these guys have probably never played a down in the football in their lives, but feel the need to talk about your break at the line of scrimmage and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, that's something that actually I try to steer away from. You know, I try not to, you know, look at what other people perceive me because at the end of the day, you know, I got to know my own ability. I got to know how I view myself. I do have friends, though. They'll send me every now and then, like, look what this dude said about you or, you know, look what he said about you. But it's always the same thing. Like, I try not to look at, you know, how outside people, you know, perceive me because at the end of the day, I'm the one that's got to go out there and play. So I got to believe in myself and, you know, what I can do on the field. So I feel like if you like Jack, I feel like if we were in the NFL or one of us were in the NFL and like, we were doing what Trey was doing with his friend. Like I would send you something about yourself and just be like, this is facts, like yeah. negative. About oh, you. for sure. No, I, I would be in your replies. Just be like, yeah. be like, yo, just want to make sure you saw this guy thinks you suck. Like, oh, <laughs> no, but I right. feel like, I feel like Trey, I was going to say, you know, you sometimes it could be helpful to look at that stuff just to see like where people think your weaknesses are. But if you got a good group of coaches and people you're training with, you probably are aware of what you need to be working on anyways. Yeah, no doubt. And like going to places like, you know, Phoenix and Exos where I trained at before Pro Day, you you find out really early on what's your, you know, what your weak points are, what your strong points are. So, you know, like you said, I already know in the back of my head, you know, what I got to work on, what my weak points are. So like if I go and read what someone else got to say, it's kind of I already know or like he has no idea what he's talking about. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, All right. Well, we like we said, we like to talk about stuff other than football, but We've prepared a Wonderlick test. Have you taken the official NFL one yet? I have. That thing was wow. I'm, I was like, what in the world is? <laughs> yeah, perfect. Forget about forget perfect. about that because this one is the true indicator of the trajectory of your career. So if you were nervous for don't, that, and don't be... I see you touching the screen? Don't look at the chat. <laughs> I sent the answers by accident. All right. All right. All right, Jack. You want me to start this time? Yeah. Go ahead. <clears throat> All right. Question number one. What is longer, a subway footlong or an NFL football? Subway footlong. Facts. Easy money. Uh, a, uh, an NFL football is 11 and a quarter inch, which I think, don't they usually cut off like the ends of the bread on the footlong? Which it could be equal. Yeah, I, but, like, so I don't know. <laughs> subway's fire. Subway's yeah. fire. All right. Question two. We're one for one. Good start. A thousand pounds of bricks or a thousand pounds of feathers. What's heavier? They weigh the same. There we go. All right. All right. We're, we're looking, we're looking at Devontae Adams' career right now. All right. Some months have 31 days. Some months have 30. How many of them have 28? One. Mm. They all have 28, Trey. Oh, man. You got it. See, this is the problem. When you, you're with the receiver, he's quick off the line. He's used to getting that quick. 
Yep. We're looking for patience, Shrey. We're looking for patience. <laughs> All right, this one's not a trick question. It's just impossible. Spell <laughs> the word 12th. So like ninth place, 10th place, 11th place, 12th place. So one, two, T-H. But there's a spelling for the word 12th. Attempt to spell that. I, I think in the history of our draft series, maybe one kid got it. He went to Princeton. Trayvon, no, Trayvon well, Diggs got it. Trayvon, Trayvon actually said to us, he goes, one, two, T-H. And we were like, all right, we got to accept that answer. But now it, you, have, you have to spell the You have to spell it. Well, it's 12th, T-W-E. Dang. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this word's tough. L-T-S. I mean, LCH, LCH, not LTF, LTH. So you missed the F. It's T-W-E-L-F-T-H. It's hey, close. That's, that's a question that even everyone gets wrong, so it's not like a huge hit on your career. It's just like an impossible word. But Trayvon Diggs on the Cowboys definitely gave us the best answer, where without even hesitation, we asked him how to spell that word, 1-2-T-H, and we were just like, yep, you're right. All right, here we go. An electric train is moving north at 100 miles an hour, and the wind is blowing west at 100 miles an hour. Which way does the smoke blow? East. Unfortunately, on an electric train, there's no smoke. They produce no smoke. <laughs> it's, I always know these kind of tests is going to be something that like, you didn't think nope. of. Get you. It's gonna get you. Yeah. yeah, except instead of thirty-two suits and GMs and scouts making them, it's just two idiot podcasters. So that's what makes it better. The one they need to give all of us, to be honest. That's with you. what this I'm saying. All right, last question: How many times can you subtract two from ten? He's like, I'm not. I'm not quick. Here. I'm not. He goes, I'm not here. Give me that five. It is the answer is one time because once you subtract two from ten, you're at eight, so you can only subtract it once. Yeah, you got. Hey, math's not my strong suit. So you got me on that one. So, <laughs> so the bonus question is, can you beat Jake Paul up in a fight? So you obviously already got credit for that. So solid performance all around. Very solid performance. We've had worse. The only person who gave a better answer for twelfth was Trayvon. So we'll take it. But uh, we just have a few more questions, and we'll let you go. Um, one thing we like to ask everyone because underdog fantasy is a partner of ours that we like to work with. Do you, is there an, an aspect to your playing career or your life in general where you see yourself as an underdog and just like what type what, of role have you been in where you could be considered an underdog? Is it currently now? Has it been in the past? You know, honestly, I feel like I've been an underdog basically the majority of my life, you know, uh, coming into Vera High School, you know, it was a high school that was brand new in my area. Uh, they never been to the playoffs, never been to, you know, states. Uh, I think they went winless before I even got to that school. So, you know, that started my under underdog, had to grow up from there. I got to, you know, Ole Miss. I was behind guys like, you know, DK, AJ, you know, Van Jefferson. So, again, you know, the guy that's, you know, the underdog. And then when I made the transfer over to UCF, it was kind of the same thing. So, I like being, you know, the underdog. I like it when, it, you know, a guy that a people, a lot of people don't expect a lot from that comes and, you know, rises to occasion. You know, that's kind of been my story, you know, majority of my whole life. So uh, I like that. Love, Love that. that. Yeah. Love it. There we go. Uh, all right. Next question for you. What is the best live event you've ever been to? Could be a game, could be a concert or one that you want to go to one day. Let me see. Let me see. Um, and you can't say the Super Bowl because that's a cop out. I've never been. I've never been. Matter of fact, 
Uh, I would probably say back in high school, I went to uh, Ohio State versus Penn State um, on a recruiting visit, and it was a whiteout game. And I'll tell you, like, the environment of that game and just seeing, like, everybody in the whole, you know, 100,000 people and all. What year was this? It had to have been um, 2015 or 2014. Um, I was still in high school at the time. You and Abe were there together. Yeah, I I was there, too. (laughs) I went to Penn State. Oh, for real? Yeah, I I was at that game. Um, Yeah. My entire Penn State. Wait a second. That's the block that kick the game? game for was sure. Was that the Marcus Allen block kick game where we won and they were I, the second? I think that, was, I, that atmosphere in that game was, I was, I was I've never seen anything so like So that was my sophomore year, and we didn't really have much expectations going in. But Saquon bursted onto the scene, was unbelievable. Yep. yep. And then we had lost to Pitt early on in the year. And then we ran the table. We were like ninth at one point. We beat Ohio State on that block field goal. We went on to win the Big Ten Championship in Wisconsin. I was at that game. And then we got left out of the playoffs, as per usual, and went to, like, a New Year's a New Year's. It is the craziest environment. But I so, truly believe, I truly believe that a whiteout at Penn State, obviously I haven't been to Death Valley, I haven't been to Alabama and stuff like that, but I truly believe a whiteout at Penn State, there's no atmosphere like it. Oh, no doubt. That that was crazy. Like, I, I, I had, a, you know, the pleasure to visit a lot of different schools, and, you know, when I went and saw that game, I was like, I've never seen anything like this. What what is the best stadium you played in? Uh, best, best environment wise, honestly, you know when we played at UCF, we played Cincinnati on College Game Day. You know that was one of the best environments I've ever seen. You know, just walking out that tunnel and just seeing how loud everybody was, how excited everyone was. It was it was ridiculous. I remember the first drive of the game. I think Cincinnati had. Uh, three false start penalties because they couldn't hear nothing. And, you know, I was talking to one of my boys next to me. He couldn't even hear me talk. So it was one of the craziest atmospheres and games I've, I've ever played in. Yeah. I, I'm so excited for fans to be back because, it you know, it okay. makes the whole thing. So what is uh, – what's your social media? Shout that out so everyone listening can give you a follow. And then give us, like, your – you know, a funny DM you've had or haters. Like, are you a TikToker? What's your, what's your social media game like? So I got Instagram, Trey underscore Nixon. Uh, my Twitter is Trey underscore Nixon one. And, uh, you know, I've got some crazy DMs. If you, if you have a bad game and you're a college athlete and you check your DMs, oh, my God, you, you, you will see all types of fans telling you how bad you are. So that's, a, that's definitely a, you know, funny moment. Yeah, yeah. So, and did you see the – they just announced the rule that wideouts can wear, like, whatever number pretty much? Uh, oh, that's yeah. official. Yeah, they, it passed today. So what, what number do you think – Obviously, you know, you might if you be had the- your if you had your choice, what would it be? Oh, it would be between probably, uh, you know, one and 16, you know, one being my high school number and 16 being, you know, number I just wore. So honestly, you know, for me, that probably doesn't affect me that much unless I get number one or else mm-hmm. I probably seen again. Yeah. I mean, you're a rook. You'll probably end up with like 82 or some shit, but yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever they give me. <laughs> yeah. You're as long as you get a jersey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, well, Trey Nixon, everyone listening, make sure you definitely shoot him a follow on Twitter and Instagram. We're rooting for you. If you end up in Baltimore, we'll really be rooting for you. At least I will. But uh, we'll be we'll be rooting for you along the way. Trey Nixon, really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you guys for having me. Thank you. Thanks, man. Take it easy.